Hey there. Did you know that tensions tend to be highest for blended families when everyone is together? <laughs> Maybe you've noticed that when you've tried to do something fun with the whole family and it didn't go as well as you'd hoped. If you can relate, Maybe you'd like to join us on Thursday, May 16th for an interactive workshop all about navigating the tensions of family time. You'll connect directly with us and other blended couples in a 90-minute Zoom call and work on your own personalized strategy for responding to the challenges of family time in your unique family blend. That's right. You can join us and our community by hopping into Blending Together, where we hold one of these workshops each and every month. So if you'd like direct interaction with us in the context of a supportive group of other blending couples, then the Blending Together community is right where you need to be. Mm -hmm. So scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes for this episode and click the link to check out the details. We would love to meet you on the 16th for our upcoming Intentionally Blending workshop right inside of the Blending Together community. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get to the episode. The girl barely acknowledged her stepmom's efforts. She kind of picked at the cake a little bit. She said she felt sick and she left the table. Mm. Claire is feeling hurt and disappointed oh, understandably. at this point. Totally understandably. And now what's interesting is over the years, Claire and her stepdaughter built a good relationship mm -hmm. and they were talking one day and they were able to reflect back on that very birthday night. Several years later, right? Many years yeah. later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And st the stepdaughter was able to verbalize her experience. And this is what she said. She said, you know, I felt so bad about not eating your cake, but I just felt funny. I don't even know why. It just felt wrong. It's weird. Like if I ate that cake, it meant I was being mean to my mom. Welcome to the Blended Family Coaching Show, where you'll discover how to move your step family from just surviving to truly thriving. Grab your headphones and listen in as we share practical real life strategies for building healthy bonds, understanding the kids perspective, romance and partnership, parenting with great teamwork, and yes, even co-parenting with a difficult ex. We're Mike and Kim Anderson, and we believe with the right tools, every step couple can overcome the common challenges of step family life. Join us for authentic and sometimes comical conversations to discover how you can lead your family with confidence and create the future you really want. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, welcome. Today is March 31st, 2020. Can mm -hmm. you believe a quarter of the year is done already? No, I can't believe it. Now, <laughs> we had a goal to reach today. We wanted to get to 50 ratings on Apple Podcasts, and we're not quite there yet. So would you help us by just giving us a star rating right now? Like literally press pause, go to the ratings and review section, and just rate us. Mm -hmm. And if you happen to be catching this after March 31st of 2020, guess what? That's okay. You yes, can go ahead please. and give us a rating anyway. Um, we really want to thank you for joining us in trying to make this resource accessible to other blended family mm -hmm. couples. And by giving us ratings and reviews, you help us do that. So thanks so much. Yeah. Now, the last few episodes, we've been focusing on our kids, and there's a really good reason why we've spent so much time talking about things like 
how to approach stepkids when you're spending extended time with them, especially over spring break, right? Mm -hmm. That was episode 25. And what to do if you're experiencing competition with a stepchild. Oh, I've never experienced that. Oh, yes, you (laughs) have. That was episode 26. We also talked about the importance of setting clear boundaries, which of course extends to our kids, episode 27. And last week, we had our first guest. Ooh, that was fun. Yes, Amanda Reeder, who gave us some valuable insights into counterwill mm. and why our kids sometimes refuse <laughs> to follow our direction. Yeah. So if you missed any of those, you want to go back and, and listen. Now, today's episode is also focused on our kids and understanding their behaviors. Specifically today, we're going to talk about loyalty binds. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and the reason why we spend so much time here and why we often talk, Mike and I, we talk a lot about the importance of understanding our kids' perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is because if we're unable to get into our kids' shoes and see the circumstances through their unique lens, Hmm. we're going to have a really difficult time with bonding and building strong relationships in our blended family. I agree with that, yeah. We're also going to struggle to maintain peace and order in our home Hmm. because we all know that kids can create a lot of (laughs) chaos. Really? Right? (laughs) And often their behavior is misunderstood by us. Mm as the adults. So by getting into the kids' shoes and approaching our kids from a new perspective, their perspective, right, rather than labeling them or demanding they comply, which we know is not (laughs) helpful, we can actually help our kids to move through these difficult emotions that they experience through blending. And we can work together as a team to reduce the chaos And as a result, we're going to be Mm -hmm. nurturing and growing stronger bonds. And that's the goal. That's why we're going here. Yep. Now, you you said the term loyalty bind. Mm -hmm. So it's probably best that we start out figuring out, well, exactly what is a loyalty bind? How do we define that? And how are our kids impacted by Mm -hmm. it, right? Well, a loyalty bind, it's this, it's a perceived tension that our kids have. And it's a tension around the loyalty between mom and stepmom in the mm-hmm. other home, right? right? Or dad and stepdad in the other home. And, and kids that are struggling with this loyalty bind, they feel like, you know, if I'm having fun, if I'm liking or or even loving my step parent, I'm somehow betraying mm. my bio parent in the other home. Yeah. So so if I like stepmom, I'm now betraying mom. Yeah. If I have fun with stepdad, I'm now betraying dad, right? So we want to give, just to, to kind of put an exclamation point on that mm-hmm. or punctuate it a bit, I want to give a real life example of this. And we've heard lots of them, but I love um, mm-hmm. how how thorough uh, Patricia Papernow's story in her book, Surviving and Thriving in Stepfamily Relationships is, because we hear about this from lots of couples that we work with, sure, it's but common. this specific example not only reflects the confusion and the, and the tension that the child might be experiencing, but it it also illustrates the painful emotions of the step parent because mm-hmm. they get caught in there and those are really challenging uh, emotions. And there's a conclusion in this story yeah. that really hits the nail on the head about how this impacts all the relationships. So good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. So here we go. Story time. Ready? Everybody <laughs> just get ready for story time with Uncle Mike. It's a true story, by yes, the way. Yes, it is. <clears throat> okay, here we go. So Claire took the afternoon off of work 
to lovingly prepare her stepdaughter's favorite cake for her birthday. And she did it from scratch, not out of a box. Wow. That's I'm yes. impressed. <laughs> Already, this is an awesome stepmom, right? Yeah. After the family enjoyed the girl's birthday dinner that night, Claire unveils her work of art, expecting her stepdaughter to be absolutely thrilled. But instead, the girl barely acknowledged her stepmom's efforts. She kind of picked at the cake a little bit. She said she felt sick and she left the table. Mm. Now, <clears throat> Claire is feeling hurt and disappointed oh, understandably. at this point. Totally understandably. And now what's interesting is over the years, Claire and her stepdaughter built a good relationship. Mm -hmm. And they were talking one day and they were able to reflect back on that very birthday night. Several years later, right? Many years yeah. later, yeah. Mm -hmm. And st the stepdaughter was able to verbalize her experience. And this is what she said. She said, you know, I felt so bad about not eating your cake, but I just felt funny. I don't even know why. It just felt wrong. It's weird. Like if I ate that cake, it meant I was being mean to my mom. Man, can you hear yeah. the tension in that child? And oh. wow, how powerful it is later, all those years later for her to look back on that and even remember that tension. So, you know, sometimes we look back on times in life where and we kind of remember yeah, these little memories, it but it's those times where emotions are heightened that we really remember things. Yeah, it was significant. And it wasn't mm -hmm. just an emotional strain and burden, but a physical. She felt sure. physically ill. Yeah. That's how much tension mm -hmm. is in our kids when they experience yeah. a loyalty bind. Yeah, you know, uh, Patricia Paper now goes on to say that loyalty binds in step families are normal. Mm -hmm. And we know that step family structure actually puts parents and kids on different wavelengths, sure. right? We just have different perspectives really than our do. kids do. And so we want to talk about that. And we want to talk about, well, how can we do something about this? What can mm -hmm. we do to begin to loosen these binds that our kids experience? So let's talk about what we're going to do about it. And we're going to take all this from three different perspectives. First, we're going to focus on how to support the kids emotionally through all this, mm -hmm. right? That's the first step. We want to try to loosen it. That's right. Then we're going to help the step parents cope with it too, because how often do step <laughs> parents feel like they're left in the dust? This yeah. is one of those dynamics yeah. that makes the, them feel that way. The just pain like is Claire real. Did. Yep. The pain is real. And then finally, we're going to talk about what it is that bio parents need to focus on in their own behavior in order to keep from inadvertently kind of feeding into mm -hmm. these loyalty binds. So those are the three perspectives that we're going to take as we go through the, this today. All right. So let's dive in. How do we help our kids process these emotions so that they can eventually be released from this tension of the loyalty bind, or at least how can we help them to loosen it yeah. to some degree? Yeah, less tension. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, back in episode seven, uh, we go through the steps of emotion coaching kids to help them process through difficult emotions. And we're mm -hmm. going to link that episode in the sure. show notes. Because uh, this is where you need to start with mm -hmm. the emotion coaching. You want to provide your child with a safe space to talk about what's going on, to, to kind of um, bring their feelings up to the surface. Yeah. So if you believe that a child in your home is struggling with a loyalty bind, go back and listen to that episode, episode number seven. Or read the book, the the John Gottman book, How to Raise an Emotionally Healthy Child. That's a yep. really great book if you want to go deep. Now, the reason I say emotion coaching is so important is because our kids need to know that we get them. Yeah. Your child needs to know you get them. 
and that you're a safe person for them to talk to and process with. And I would argue that that's true between uh, step parents and stepchildren as well. Yes. Stepchildren really need to know that step parents get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So usually this would be the bio parent because mm-hmm. the bio parent has that long standing bond with the child, but it could also be an empathetic step parent sure. who the child is close with and open to connecting with. Right. Right. And, you know, step parents need to keep themselves available, Mm -hmm, even if they haven't built a close bond yet. So, you know, step parents can really benefit from learning this whole emotion coaching thing. And emotion coaching really isn't that complicated. No, it's not. So we really just want to get curious and listen with empathy to what the child is experiencing. That's a key. Mm -hmm. Now, step family expert Patricia Paper now states that a loyalty bind talk can help loosen the bind for kids. Yeah. So what a loyalty uh, bind talk is, either a parent, a step-parent, or really anyone that has that close relationship with the child, they can engage in a conversation that sounds something like this. All right, here it is. Listen, honey, I know that having a step-parent can be kind of confusing. I want you to know that your mom will always have a special and permanent place in your heart and in your life. I hope you do come to care about your stepmom. And if you do, her place in your heart will be a totally different place from your mom's place. You see how it's just making it okay to have a relationship with mom and with stepmom. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really how we're loosening loyalty binds. So rather than trying to fix the change, you know, we're not going to get rid of stepmom, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than trying to fix that in the, from the child's perspectives, we're really just putting our empathy skills to work. Uh, We're allowing the child to express their negative feelings that they might have about the step parent. You know, they might say something like, well, I really hate Claire. I don't want to be around her. (laughs) Hear that. And, and that's okay. There are times where they're going to feel that. You know what? Mm-hmm. There's times when bio kids say they hate their bio parents yeah. too, right? It's not just a step-parent thing. But we're going to allow them to express what they need to express. And then we're going to respond empathetically. If they they come at you with something like that, you might say, well, you know, it does change things when Claire's here. I, I agree with that. It used to be just you and I, and I know this is hard for you sometimes. Right. You're mm-hmm. empathizing. Yeah, totally. Just just putting uh, your empathy skills to work. Now, you can put your own perspectives and your emotions aside while you do this. We want to try not to be defensive or to react when a child shares something that's hurtful or disappointing, even while we're holding healthy boundaries. So stay focused on understanding their perspective by listening much more than you speak. Yeah. Get a get to be a really good question asker. Yeah. Uh, and, and stay yeah. in that mindset of curiosity. Yeah. And it, kids tend to shut down when we get defensive. We sure. want to keep the child talking and, and open. So Definitely. we've got to put our own stuff aside mm-hmm. to let them express. And truthfully, this is hard for mm-hmm. us because it is really emotional when someone expresses, when our child expresses that they don't like our spouse. Yeah, that's, um, hard. that's a really difficult thing to do. But we want to be able to grow that relationship between a bio parent and child as well as step parent and child. And mm-hmm. if we start making them feel like we're forcing them to love step parent, then we're getting off track. Yeah. And so we've got to have these empathy skills. Probably the most powerful piece of emotion coaching is helping the child label their emotion. Mm, So that's where our curiosity question asking piece comes Mm -hmm. in. Trying to ask, well, what what is it that you're feeling, right? Trying to get them to express, I feel left out. I feel sad. 
I feel like I'm being mean to my mom if I acknowledge my stepmom, right? May they, if they could <laughs> they verbalize might, that, that, that would be so awesome because then you can help them work through that. And, and this step alone, getting them to actually express that emotion can actually alleviate their discomfort mm-hmm. because once they have their feelings known, they can verbalize them yeah. not only for themselves, but also to a trusted adult in a safe place that starts to really reduce the tension. Mm-hmm. So try to try to see how you can put those empathy skills to work. Stay curious and ask questions. Right. And the last step is around problem solving. And this doesn't mean that we go into fix-it mode or that we try <laughs> to convince the child they should feel differently. Mm. The truth is there probably isn't a silver lining in this situation. And trying to dismiss the child's reality or redirect them to a more positive perspective, it's really not going to help them. Mm. This is about helping the child to explore what might be helpful in the current situation, right? Remember that there's going to be a lot of problems in your blended family that you really couldn't fix even if you wanted to, right? If they say something like, well, I don't want my step-parent here anymore. Well, you can't fix that problem. You also, Mm -hmm. like you said, you can't just try to put a silver lining around it because silver linings are basically saying, you shouldn't feel the way you feel. And we don't want to do that. Yeah. The goal here of problem solving is about helping the child to accept the things that aren't going to change. Okay. Well, they brainstorm some ideas that could make things a little bit easier for them. So you're helping them to brainstorm. And you can certainly make suggestions or ask for permission to make suggestions is really helpful. But they need to own their own solutions. Or they need to continue to process through those troubling emotions if they aren't ready for problem solving yet. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk uh, practically how do we do that for just a second. Um, One way to to take a look at that is ask them uh, a question that really narrows or hones in on one thing for them. Maybe you could say, hey, what could we do about one frustrating thing and make it just a little bit smaller Smaller. for you? Or what's one thing you wish we could make a little bit bigger or more uh, for you, like a positive thing uh, and help them to just take one step? If we if we approach this in, you know, from a problem solving mode around, you know, how can we make things better? How can we make things easier that uh, will put it'll have a tendency to make any of us, including Mm -hmm. the kids to be a bit overwhelmed because there's so much going on. But if we can say, you know, what's the one thing that's Mm -hmm. really frustrating for you? And let's brainstorm how we can make that just a little bit less. Yeah. We're not going to fix it or change it, but we're going to make it a little bit less. Yeah. So that just from a practical standpoint is a way you can dive into that. Definitely. And here's the thing, you know, so far we've been talking about just one child, right? Pretty much every step family we work with has multiple kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what you need to keep in mind is this isn't a blanket discovery process for all the kids at the same time. We're talking about one individual child because different kids in the same blended family can and often do move at a different pace. So it's okay. And in in fact, it might be even necessary for you to support one child a little differently than another one based on what they're experiencing and what they're expressing. So really kind of look at each of your children through individual lenses when when you go through this process. Yeah. And the behaviors you're seeing in the kids, that's going to be your clue. So how do we help step parents cope with this dynamic? Because this can be hard (laughs) on a step parent, right? Yep. 
and we want to empathize with them. Now, in our story, stepmom Claire, she had to be crushed after working so hard to make her stepdaughter's birthday special. Yeah, yep. She was probably expecting lots of kudos, right? I mean, sure. I would be. And then not only did her stepdaughter reject her cake, but she failed to even acknowledge mm. all these efforts that she had put in. I mean, mm-hmm. ouch, that hurts. That's, That's crushing. Being rejected, even for the most understandable reasons, is hard for stepparents. That's right. I, and, can, I can attest yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they might try redoubling their efforts to connect, right? They might even try harder to break through, only mm-hmm. to be pushed away more firmly mm-hmm. by the stepchild. This mm-hmm. can go on and on. We've got to remember that relational bonds in a stepfamily take time. Trust, respect, and love really can't be forced or rushed. So step parents, they've got to keep their expectations in line and remember to have a crockpot mentality. That's the <laughs> best way to cook a step family. Time and low heat are essential for your journey. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about and you're going crockpot mentality, yeah, what, are what they the talking heck? About? Suddenly it's a cooking show. Yeah. What the... If you're wondering what that is, go ahead and check out the link to an article by Ron Deal. He's a step family expert. And this mm-hmm. article is all about how to cook a step family. Yep. And every step parent needs to understand that this is a process. Yeah. Basically, it's just low and slow. Yeah. We're going to do low pressure over a long period of time. Yeah. And, uh, and that can be really challenging because what we want is instant relationships. We yeah. live in a microwave culture, not yeah. a crockpot culture. We also want to be acknowledged when we put in some big efforts. That's right. That's right. Without understanding what's underneath it all. And that's what yep. we're trying to help you do here is to really understand what's underneath some of yeah. these behaviors that our kids are exhibiting that are sometimes mm-hmm. we misunderstand. That's right. Now, here's the good and the bad news. Research confirms that it's the early years for step families that are the hardest for both kids and adults. Mm. And that's really good news, especially if you're in the early years to know, well, hey, you know, we're going to grow out of it. The bad news is, is the term years. (laughs) (laughs) It takes years for us to develop relationships. and. You know, we can speed that up when we do it really well and mm-hmm. we use our emotion coaching skills and we take a, tr- a crock pot strategy yeah. and all of those kinds of things. And over time, when we do that well, the greatest news mm-hmm. is that many of the negative outcomes that our kids experience because of all the transition and divorce and all of that in the early step family life, not only soften over time, yeah. but they could actually disappear. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So that can be really hopeful. Yes. Research confirms that when we do this well, the outcomes can be really good. Yeah, it's don't lose so hope. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. And step parents, as another step parent who's been rejected many, many times, I want to really encourage you as hard as it is, don't shut down. Mm. Um, there yeah. were times where I definitely did shut down with Annika. But I had to bounce back quickly because I had to have the long game in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so Sorry. grateful now that I didn't I didn't keep stiff arming her. Yeah. But there were times where I where I did. And I, I probably some of those times are probably some of my biggest regrets. It can be really tempting to disconnect from a stepchild because they're disconnecting from you. Yeah. Right. But we're the adults and we have to go first. And even though it's natural to want to protect ourselves from the pain 
we've got to resist that urge to disconnect. So I want to encourage you, even in the midst of the challenges, to continue to show up well for your stepkids. And then, you know, you got to have self-care in mind. Find a a safe person or a counselor to process some of the emotions. Learn how to best cope with the pain that comes with with some of this. Self-care is, you know, really important uh, so that we can stay emotionally healthy and stay in the game. Stay connected to our family. Now, let's clarify what a safe person is. Mm -hmm. If it's your buddy, a lot of times that's not the right person because your buddy wants you to feel better. And when you start hearing uh, some of your buddies talk about, yeah, that stepdaughter shouldn't have said that. You're right. You should hold a hard line. You should, you know, you should, you should. Um, Boy, I'd be really aware and have some discernment around what advice I'm going to let in. I love that my buddies want me to feel better, but I need to stay focused on what's going to be the best thing for my family and for my relationships, not just me feeling better. Yeah, yeah. That can be really hard. So be careful about who it is that you reach out to. Yeah, we've we've heard uh, really disturbing things of advice giving of hold an ultimatum and yeah. hold a hard line. And yeah. it's just not helpful. It yeah. divides the family and it doesn't yeah. help with any of these difficult um, dynamics. Yeah. Hard lines and things that disconnect us are are not healthy boundaries. It's not going to help yeah. you in the big picture. They're, ri- they're rigid boundaries. Yeah. If, you, if you don't know what I'm talking about there, go back and listen to the boundaries episode. <laughs> so we've got to try not to take our stepchild's negativity toward us personally, oh, as hard yeah. as it is. We've got to choose to be empathetic. And and I'm going to bring up that John Gottman quote again, keeping in mind our stepkids probably aren't giving us a hard time. They're having a hard time. Mm-hmm. So that really can help our perspective. Okay. Yeah. So stay in the game. I know it's hard. I'm, I'm with you, but I know you can do it. I know yeah. you can. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about how the bio parent can help here. How does their attitude and their behaviors either tighten or loosen the loyalty binds for their kids? Because in most cases, bio parents actually have a lot of influence over this issue, whether you know it or not. Unfortunately, adults and step families can inadvertently feed into loyalty binds. They don't mm-hmm. even un- understand yeah. or even know that they're doing it. Remember that a loyalty bind will show up in both homes when each, each ex-spouse has remarried. So That's it's right. not just your home. And if we want to ease the tension for our kids, we've got to be careful about how we talk about the adults in our child's other home. That's right. It can bounce back and forth. So this urge to complain about an offending ex-spouse or about that step-parent in your child's other home, this can send a powerful and toxic message to yeah. your kids. This is that's just feeding the bind. Yeah. Airing your opinions in front of the kids can increase their tendencies to side with or to stick up for the other home and actually turn against you. Yeah. And this can also increase the loyalty binds between the two homes, which is going to negatively impact your child's relationship in your home as well as the other home. That's right. And it just piles on more burden and more stress for your kids that they just don't need. You feel really passionate I about do, this. I do, because I've seen so many kids hurt by this, yeah. including um, including Annika, my, my yeah. daughter. Yeah. That's right. So be careful not to put your child in a position of having to decide their loyalties between you 
and their step parent in the other home. Mm. Now, if your child is experiencing loyalty bind tension between you and their step parent in the other home, you're going to add to the confusion and the stress every time you badmouth that step parent. Mm. Even moderate tension between the adults in the two homes is really difficult for your kids. I yeah. just can't say it enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know what? I want people to know that if you're listening, um, this is a really hard thing. And I've watched Kim uh, have to experience that. You didn't You didn't always no, do this well, always. honey. No. But there were many times when Annika was hurt by her stepmom in the other home. And you were masterful at how you held your tongue and how you spoke about that other home many times. And I know mm. that underneath you were hurting oh, yeah. and it was hard. And because I know what came out after the doors yeah, were closed you were and you were safe, like, oh, son of a gun. You were my safe person. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And so uh, in no way, as passionate as Kim sounds and as directive as she sounds right now with all this, in no way was this easy for her over yeah. the years. Um, so if you're struggling with that as a bio parent and you are fed up with mm -hmm. your ex, you're fed up with your ex's new partner, the urge to badmouth them, save that for a counselor, time, a counselor, yeah, other, <laughs> other times, because you're, when you, when you allow your kids in earshot of that, that just feeds this loyalty bind and it builds on the tension and yeah. it doesn't do you any favors yeah. as a parent. Yeah. So I just I just want you to know Kim is speaking yeah. from the heart here. Yeah. Kids yeah. just aren't emotionally mature enough to handle it. That's yeah. that's, that's the bottom true. line. Yep. So that's what not to do. But here's what you can do. Good. You can give your kids <laughs> a clear message that it's okay for them to care for that step parent in the other home. Mm. And you won't be hurt by that relationship. That's, that's right. what you want your kids to know. Yep. Now, if your child is really excited about spending time with their step-parent and they want to tell you about this fun, great time they had in their other home, engage with them. Be happy for them. Is that hard? It's so hard. But the bottom line is it's a really good thing for your kids. That's right. It's great if your kids connect with that other step-parent and have good, warm feelings towards them. Mm -hmm. It's so much better for their life. And it's going to go a long way if you can support that relationship. It's going to go a long way to loosen the loyalty binds and free your kids from unnecessary stress and confusion. Yeah, that's right. Now, I just I want to say one other thing about this is that sometimes a bio parent feels insecure yeah. when they see their child bonding and spending time with a step parent in the other home. Mm -hmm. You can feel threatened. Mm. You can feel like you're being replaced. It can bring mm -hmm. in all kinds of really uneasy feelings. Mm -hmm. And they're real. Yep. We don't want to discount that, but we want to tell you that your child loves you and yep. has a deep binding bond with you mm -hmm. that no step parent can break. Can break. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. stay secure, mm -hmm. rise up and be the parent your child needs yep. by allowing them to love that step parent. You're, you're giving them a gift when you do that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think what I love about what you just said too, is that the feelings are real and that's true. The emotions are real, mm -hmm. but the thoughts or the beliefs underneath that are driving the emotions mm -hmm. actually <laughs> are lies. Yeah. This belief that we can be replaced by a step parent. Oh, no, you can't. It's not a, uh, it's just it's not, not a, right, a right belief. So we have to get our belief right. And when our mm -hmm. belief becomes right, then our emotions can fall in line. Yeah. So I just, I love the way you said that. That was, that was really important to share. Yeah. 
You know, the, the reality is we don't have control over the adults in the other home. No. Right? And they're probably going to do some things we don't agree with. Otherwise, maybe that divorce wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, but what we can focus on, instead of trying to focus on changing them, we can focus on, Kim says it this way, keep our side of the street clean. Yeah. Right? Don't worry about what the other side of the street looks like. But we want to avoid uh, the negative talk so that we can uh, stop reinforcing these loyalty binds. Yeah, free our kids up. Yeah, focus on what's best for the kids and reducing that tension. We can also work together as a team and help each other. Mm-hmm. So bio parents, when you see this creep up and you see uh, your partners, that step parent being hurt or being left in the dust. The step parent in your home. In your home, mm-hmm. yeah. You can comfort your partner, comfort yes. your spouse. They're going to take hits from the loyalty <laughs> mind punch, child, right? Yeah. And so parents um, often don't know how to respond when kids are just blatantly maybe disrespectful or they disregard their new spouse. Yeah, and funny. so you having compassion after you deal with the boundaries and the respect and however you do that, you can have compassion for your spouse And often that's one of the most powerful tools to help calm them, help remind them that they're loved and just uh, be there there for for an upset step parent. You know, Claire in our story, she needed an extra hug from her husband after her cake got rejected. (laughs) Right. And, and just uh, that dose of um, care and compassion that really would help in the process. Right. Maybe something like, like, wow, you know, you worked really hard on that cake and I thank you for doing that. That was mm-hmm. such a loving thing to do for my daughter. I'm so sorry that your feelings were hurt mm-hmm. in the middle of that. Sometimes as step parents, that's all we need. We need a spouse to just recognize that this is hard. Just acknowledge yeah. it. Yeah. You know, if you jump into defense mode, right? Mm-hmm. This is, we have couples connect with us a lot yeah. where we're conflict. We're in the middle of conflict because that bio parent is drawn to defending the child mm-hmm. and it's really easy to do or at, at the very least ignoring the child and kind of acting like it's no big deal. But that's really not helpful for your marriage and for your relationship. Parents, sometimes you, you got to get out of that defense mode of your child. And that doesn't mean you jump into defense mode for, for your spouse, but it does mean that you show up well for both of them. Yeah. And that's a challenging thing to do. Emotion coaching your kid and in some ways emotion coaching your spouse as yeah. well. But showing up well for both of them yeah. is really going to yeah. help. Don't avoid. Don't stay oblivious yeah. to what's going on. Open your eyes and acknowledge that this is happening. Yeah. And and when you're in that position, keep in mind that you are you can't and you shouldn't try to convince your kids to love your partner and really you can't necessarily convince your partner to love your child either but you can and should expect all the step family members to be civil and decent with Mm -hmm. each other and we want to we want to require civility not love yeah right allow the love to grow slowly over time that's right crock pot yeah (laughs) all right so we want you to know that loyalty binds are normal Mm mm-hmm and remember that everyone in a blended family will have vastly different perspectives and experiences. Okay, That's the right. kids in your home are dealing with stuff that you aren't. Mm-hmm. They're having to manage all these complex relationships between multiple sets of adults, That's someone true. with whom that they have really strong attachment to, those bio parents, mm-hmm. and others that are relatively new 
and they just don't have that same level of trust and attachment, the step parent. Yep. So keep in mind that our kids are probably not even aware of why they feel what they feel or anything about loyalties. Mm-hmm. They're just reacting to the dynamics that are so confusing to them. Remember the response from the stepdaughter in our story who was just responding to the confusion as she recalled what she felt. I just felt funny. I don't even know why. It just felt wrong. It's weird. Like, if I ate that cake, I was being mean to my mom. Mm -hmm. She didn't know why she felt that way. She was just reacting to these really difficult emotions. Remember, just because a child appears to be rejecting a step-parent doesn't mean they don't enjoy or care for that step-parent. That's right. They might just be experiencing a loyalty bind. Yeah, and boy. that's a tough thing. Step-parents need to hear that. Just because mm-hmm. you feel rejected doesn't mean they don't like you. Mm-hmm. They might be really stuck in this loyalty bind. So yeah. examine what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And the stepdaughter may have really appreciated the mm-hmm. effort mm-hmm. that that stepmom put into making that cake. But it, when the moment hit... Yep. The loyalty bind took over. Took over. Yep, yeah, that's right. So we're going to be patient. And we're going to remember that relational bonds in a blended family take time to develop. Yep. <laughs> so it's not an overnight thing. But in the meantime, there are some things that we can do to help ease these loyalty bind tensions. So we hope that we've been able to help you with that today. Yeah, we're going to show up well for the kids and motion Mm -hmm. coach them. We're going to make sure that the step parent can make it through and we're going to comfort them them. and support them. And bio parents are going to avoid those inadvertent ways that we can Mm -hmm. feed into these loyalty binds. We want to loosen the binds, not tighten the binds. Right. right? Those are the three. There's a lot we we can do. That's right. So spend this week. Trying to free those kids from those loyalty binds. <laughs> and then next week, we're going to be talking about the difference between authority and influence. This yeah. is so important for parents and step parents to understand mm-hmm. the difference here. Again, kind of from a child's perspective. So we look forward to talking to you yeah, about authority yeah. and influence next week. And with that, that makes mm-hmm. this episode a wrap. Until next time. Until next time.